Welcome back to That Rugby Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Booth, myself and Husey. Husey, how g'day, are g'day. you? You know, uh, been better, I been think, better? in sporting terms. In sporting <laughs> terms, I've been better. I've had a rough patch for me at the moment for the teams I support, but you know what? That's what makes a true fan, is struggling through the hard times. Perseverance. Exactly right. You're getting yeah. through it. So, yeah. obviously a tough loss for you on the weekend, for your, your, your female counterparts yes. i guess if you're gonna say yeah yeah i guess we should we should talk about it as much as i don't want to because of how much hope and then despair there was all in the span of 80 minutes <laughs> uh the women's rugby world cup has kicked off has. in new zealand and great venue and the australian women's team leapt out to a 17 nil lead over the the ferns and the silver ferns and black ferns black ferns nice. good try got there I was, I was, <laughs> why are they the black ferns? Because the ferns on the jersey aren't black. No, because our netball team's called the silver ferns. So they had to be different. Have to be. Different I was like, I'm sure there's a silver fern. Like, no, yeah, that's our netball team. So okay, well, it doesn't. Black ferns doesn't make any sense. Like that doesn't make any sense. No, but it's because their jerseys are black. But the ferns aren't black. But but their their jerseys. Are yeah, black, but so it's but like, they're not sa- they're not called the black jerseys with like, ferns on them. It's not like they're all blacks so are all black. <laughs> but it's not, it's, I mean, but the, calling them the black ferns and then the fern not even being black is just for me. I don't know. That's just that's a bit that's a bit backwards. Okay, Wallaroos. Yeah. <laughs> At least we're like embracing the ridiculousness there. No, we're not trying to be like, yeah, we're the we're the black ferns, but then the ferns are not black. Like, but then we wouldn't have been had the the black jersey, which is. Which is what New Zealand rugby is. I know, and like, yeah, I don't know, but just call it not the black ferns. If the, if you're gonna have the thing on the jersey and not have it the color that you say it is in the name of the team, that's the point I'm getting at here. But maybe we're just saying we're the black, so we wear black, and then we are have a fern on. Why not our the jersey. black and ferns? Black and ferns. Black, so and, ferns. black and ferns. Are right. Black and ferns. Well, yeah. We've re- renamed yeah. the, the black ferns to the black and ferns. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Right. Well, there you go. Are you happy now? Very. <laughs> I need whatever joy I can get out of this out of this week. So the Wallaroos left out to a 17-0 lead over the black and ferns, and then reality um, struck. Yeah, like a. Just like in that, uh, in that Eminem song that I'm forgetting the name of. It's not a good way for me <laughs> right now. I lose yourself, of course. It's lose yourself. Yeah. Um, reality hit and we went back to the trailer park because we <laughs> fell, I think, was it 41-17 in the end? 41-17. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Not great. And, you know, it would have been... I was there glued to my TV. I'm like, of course, this is going to be it. Of course, the first time Australia wins in Eden Park in 40 years, it's going to be the women that do it and show <laughs> us up. As it always bloody usually is, women showing us men up and showing us what to do and how to do it right. But no, they've been hanging around with their male counterparts too much <laughs> and, and surrendered a nice big old lead. And the Black and Ferns came back and won the game, defended New Zealand honour. Defended, defended Eden Park as well. Yeah. You can't lose to the a Wallabies, Wallaroos side at Eden Park. No, I mean, it was a great start. Did it have me a little bit nervous? Of course it did. Yeah. But I trusted the girls and what they do and, and their preparation. Um, and they got the job done. It wasn't the only game from the Women's World Cup. Uh, France spanked South Africa 40 to 5. Yeah, England ran riot. Ran riot. They're the, they're the favourites for, yeah. for a reason. So I actually just read today that each of them get 30 grand. If they win the tournament, not bad. Which, if they're on track to, like, yeah, like, yeah it's a, it's a. You can, you can tell the teams that are paid yeah. full time players, and that's that's what I, I believe someone from like honestly Grace Hamilton. I may not have been her, mm-hmm. but she came out and said 
there was the difference there. Forty-one seventeen. If we're professional players, that's probably not. They may have come back, but it's yeah. not a forty-one seventeen. You know, we're a team mainly full of full of amateurs, and uh, and it's at that level, it's not going to cut it. And you yeah. can see this England team is going to run riot through teams. And we saw what the Fijian did when the. Super W comp, and you know they just were absolutely left in the dust by this English team, and it wouldn't surprise me if the uh, yep. Black Ferns get left in the dust by this English team as well. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be an interesting tournament, I must say. Uh, there was a fascinating game, I believe it was yesterday, with Wales and Scotland, and Wales went ahead in the 77th minute, 15-10. Mm. Then Scotland scored in the 79th minute to make it 15-all, and then a penalty in the last minute to Wales to get them to win. So there's, there is some fantastic rugby, and there was a couple of really good tries in that yeah. Australia, uh, Wallaroos, uh, Black and Ferns game. One thing I've noticed over the last couple of years is the level of improvement in passing. Um, just overall really on point and precise and powerful yep. really as well. Um, and I, I've seen it in the NRLW as well. So I don't know if it's just a, maybe, I don't know, maybe I, I just had too high expectations before, but I generally think there's been improvement across the board in all forms of women's rugby union and league in terms of the skill level, which That's is great. It. And and you raise a really good point about the English team uh, being paid and being professional players. You know, they, you know, the, the women should be as well. I mean, you look at the, the product that they put out uh, and if we're looking at the women's rugby, you know, we're what in October now and yep. we've had, we had women's rugby early in the year as well. Like it covers a long span of time. It puts a product out there. Should be it's, compensated accordingly. It's a catch twenty two situation, isn't it? Because you go, Oh look, you want to be paid, you've got to have a good product. Yeah. How do you get a good product? You are professional at that product yeah. and you learn how to do it properly. So you can see the if the improvements there and the money's there, yeah, it just needs to be funneled. It just, into exactly. It just needs to be invested in. Like the NRLW has, we've seen the success of that's I've uh, been having so. I mean, yeah, I yeah. was I was in Newey over last weekend while we didn't do the podcast last week, um, and at a pub in yeah. the outskirts of of Newcastle, so not even in Newcastle, and there were old blokes. Obviously, I'm in Newcastle. Newcastle women are in the grand final. Yeah, old blokes in there having a, having a right real just go get behind their team. I was yeah. like, this is like you just don't expect it, but. Like they, no one cares if it's a man or woman. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Like now it's it's now it's like again sell out Eden Park. If the product can be up there, it's like obviously never going to be the same as the as it, it is a level as men's rugby. Mm. But you can still have one of the best games of rugby, yeah, and it be a females absolutely. game. And that's what the the end goal has to be is to be getting every single game we get out there is a yeah the best game of rugby it could possibly be. Absolutely, like uh, it's almost like. Uh, Super rugby isn't going to be the same level as international rugby, yep. but you can still have one of the best games ever in a super rugby game, right? You have one of the most entertaining games to watch in super rugby. And so that's that's the way I see it because, you know, there are the physical differences between uh, men and women and that's just, that is what it is. But, uh, and so even if it's fr only fractionally, the men will be uh, a bit faster, a bit stronger, whatever, uh, a bit bigger. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you won't get a good product out of the women's. Yeah. And, you know, people that say, well, if it's never going to be as good as the men's, why would we watch? Well, when are you ever just always watching just the best thing? You're not. Yeah. You're watching something that keeps you entertained. And rugby for keeps people entertained. You know, it's it's a sport. It's a entertainment for a reason. So, 
yeah, I don't, I don't understand that sort of logic and why would you argue against more rugby on your TV? And, that, and that's the thing, it's like you're actually targeting a different audience yeah. realistically. Like how many little girls are sitting there and wanting to watch and play rugby because these girls are playing rugby as well now. So, I mean... I actually, it's funny enough. It may be, it may be the the future of of rugby with to expand and yeah, with that and the fact that okay, these females aren't as great athletes, so the collisions aren't as high, and there's already been so much discussion about you know the the rules in in, in men's rugby, let's say it, and the collisions, head contact, yep. and stuff like that. We could end up seeing a a, a pretty dormant game in, in in men's rugby, whereas female rugby, because they're not having the same level of contact, yeah, could become the highlight of our weekends. And it wouldn't surprise me if it if it does become a highlight of weekends for many around there. Um, but yeah, that's that's taken over the, the at least the southern part of the world by storm. Yeah. But there's more rugby on in this part of the world. The Australian A's have had quite the success yeah. uh, tour in Japan. Yeah, they're uh, undefeated. Uh, for I think I, I might be wrong, but I think the first game they played this year, Australia A, they lost. But since then, they've been undefeated. Yes, yeah, and they lost to Samoa in the Pacific Nations Cup. Yeah, and that cost them the cup. But yeah, they have since then beat a strong Fiji side. Yeah, they they look good. A lot of the players there look good. Uh, it's been great. I think all around everyone's seen the benefit of bringing this program back. You know, it's allowed Tom uh, Tom Banks to come back from yep. uh, injury and sort of test out the waters at a slightly lower level than having to go into a Bledisloe or whatever like that. He's got two forearm pads on. Yep. <laughs> I look at it a bit odd, but hey, that's pretty amazing. Like yes. it's it's been only a couple of months 100%. since we saw it like. Yeah. Bend like he was in a stop motion <laughs> picture, like Chicken Run or something. Like it looked bad, uh, and yeah, he's able to get out there and do his thing. Um, some young superstars shining through. Tane Edbed, particularly the fiery number ten <laughs> for the Waratahs, number ten of the future for the Wallabies. I would hope Ben Donaldson as well. Ben right Donaldson as well. Another yeah, another look versatile player, but also he played at ten for the Waratahs as well. Um, and yeah, a, a few. Uh, good front rowers as well, like Langer Gleeson. No, he's a back rower, isn't back he? Row, yeah. back row. Good nice. back rowers like Langer Gleeson. And Ned Hannigan's had a decent outing. Yeah. Like, he's been he's been good. I think I was reading some uh, criticism that uh, he's like, sort of like a Matt Phillip. Like, he will always give his 100%, but his 100% is probably not quite good enough to get into the Wallabies. Yeah, the older, is it Rob Simmons? And yeah. That, that, that style, Dean Mum, of locks where it's like, don't get me wrong, bloody good locks, yeah. bloody good locks, but you select Rob Simmons and the Wallabies as an All Blacks fan, yeah. I'm taking that. I'm pretty yeah. happy, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully he can get over that hump. That's as well. Same with Matt Phillip. Uh, you don't want to be ever stuck in the Rob Simmons no. line of locking, but, you know, some people are. And again, I don't want to take away because Rob Simmons is a fantastic rugby player. Like, yeah. Let's not get this wrong. He's super rugby and maybe just below Wallaby standard, but played enough games for the Wallabies to deserve that spot. He, he is a Wallaby, and you, he will, no one will ever be able to take that away. He is a Wallaby. But he's not a Blizzly Cup winning Wallaby, and and that's probably what 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 is a defining factor in the past 20 years of the Wallabies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... You still, you still look at players though, like uh, you know, it's always brought back to Michael Hooper. You know, he's one of the Michael Hooper's the one, one of the few you can kind of go. It's not, it's not his fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can pick out a handful of players over the last twenty years, and you go, "Yep, you, you you've given your all, and your all is good enough." We, we just haven't had the yeah. picture around. It's a fifteen. It. It's a it's a fifteen. I'll give you twenty three man game. So 
Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Australia A looking good. I, uh, a couple of really good tries uh, and beating Japan, who are the 10th ranked team in the world. And yep. you guys are ninth at the moment. So <laughs> making a clear definitive point that you guys are better than the team below you in the rankings. Yes. <laughs> Look, it's, uh, yeah, it's, as I said at the start, it's a tough time. It's a tough time right now. <laughs> uh, tough times don't last. Have you seen that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, fuck. it's been twenty years, so you know. <laughs> maybe they I don't will know. last. Oh, I don't know. Lordy. Um, yes, and then if you if you haven't seen or haven't been on our Instagram page, the All Black squad was named for the end of year tour. Uh, I assume the Wallabies one will be getting done after this last Australia A game. Yeah, um, probably. I ho- hope to see some elevations or some inclusions in the wider squad. From Australia, a like Tane Edmund, we need to blood these young number tens, right? What's the point of sending James O'Connor on the spring tour? We know what James O'Connor is, we know who he is, right? We don't need him on there. If you've got Foley as your starting ten and you seem to be sticking with him and you like the product he's putting out there, which I do, I do like how Bernard Foley is playing. I don't think he's playing badly. Uh, I think he plays with a lot of uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, alacrity. Uh, uh, doesn't like to waste time, you know. <laughs> Very eager to get his hands on the ball. Um, yeah, look, I I like what Bernafoli is doing, and frankly, I think that's a good reason to include these other n- young number tens because you need to impart what Foley is doing to them to improve them as well to start bringing them up to part pass on that veteran experience. So. In my opinion, there should be one veteran number 10 taken on this tour and the rest young. Interesting perspective because I was interested. The All Black squad was named. It is very similar. Yeah. Very, very deadly similar um, to everything that's been named throughout. Yeah. Even David McKenzie couldn't work his way back into the squad. Now he's been named in the All Blacks XV, which we'll, we may, we'll discuss a little yeah. bit. But what is a good point, I guess, is that this is the end of your tour before a World Cup. So it is your last chance it's, it's for players to get accustomed to that environment. Yeah, and I think it shows the difference between where the All Blacks are and where the Wallabies are. The All Blacks are refining their product right now. Yep. I think the Wallabies are still searching for their product. Okay, so good point. very good point. Like, yeah, we had we had. To, you look at this rugby championship. We had good games, but it wasn't good enough. Yep. Right. Uh, no, split against Argentina, and Argentina are good, don't get me wrong, but we shouldn't have split against them. That yeah. should have been a 2-0. If the, if the Wallabies want to make waves at the World Cup, then you need to 2-0 Argentina. Right? Because, and that's not, again, there's nothing negative against Argentina, but Argentina is a good benchmark to have of like, this is a good rugby team that is going to be tough to play, but they're a team that you need to 2-0, right? They're, Always a quarterfinal team. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, never going to make the final probably, but quarterfinal yeah. team. Uh, then against South Africa, split 1-1. That's a pretty, it's pretty good. But if you watch the way we played in the first game, we could have won that 2-0 as well. And we, we didn't. We let it get away from us. We, there was uh, mistakes and discipline cost us in that second game. And it got South Africa back in, in the, in the first game and cost us a bonus point as yeah. well. Uh, which didn't matter in the end, but it could have. It could have if things went differently. In the next series, the All Blacks series, where we arguably should have won the first game, and we're not going to rehash all that conversation, <laughs> but you show the Wallabies show that they can match it with the All Blacks, right? Um, which is one of the biggest concerns was you know, heading into for the Wallabies was like, can you know, can we even beat the All Blacks at home? And the answer is there is we can. We didn't do it, but we can. <laughs> uh, but it, it's again, it's the. Uh, 
it's the ill discipline and there's there's just a number of players that are showing that. I mean, we the face of Australian rugby at the moment with Michael Hooper out, uh, it's it's hard to find. You yeah. know, like what's the identity of this uh, of this Wallabies team? And I think that's what they're still uh, trying to develop. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what the, that's that's my perspective on it is the new. New Zealand's got their product. They've got their game plan. They've got the style. They know what they want to do. They know how they want to play rugby. Um, and they, they've developed that over this year from the Ireland series through now, where I think at the start of the Ireland seri- series, you were still sort of looking for, or throughout the Ireland series, really, you were looking for what your identity is. And I think by the end of the rugby championship, you found it. But the Wallabies still haven't found that yet. And no player's been safe. And that's that's been a that's been, I think, a good thing from... Uh, Dave Rennie is that uh, you know not even Taniela Tupo, yeah. who's you know one of the biggest names in Australian rugby, has been safe from um, the coach's axe. So yeah, they need to they need to find something that works, and I think getting a bit of that young blood in there, young blood and eagerness, and sometimes you need that like young pup yapping at you and nipping at your heels to pull you back into line a little bit and not be lazy on plays yep. basically, which is, and, and I'm not saying the Wallabies are lazy, but we seem to be giving away penalties that are lazy. Yep. And so, and that's, that costs us in all of these games. Um, and yeah, it's, that's, that's the most discouraging thing to see is that uh, like the skill and the talent is there, but the, the discipline is not, and we're, we're beating ourselves, which yep. is awful. It's, it's interesting. And I'm, and again, those are some some really good points. I like the idea of like the yeah, New Zealand and all the All Blacks at the moment are trying to you know get that a hundred percent right. Where you guys are Fine like, cheering, can we yeah. grow to a hundred percent? You know yeah. what I mean? In the in the tour you guys have, and and it's interesting. You said you know you split one one with South Africa, arguably one one with the All Blacks. Which just for argument's sake, um, it's on so record. You, <laughs> <laughs> so you can play at that level. Yeah, you're also playing. So you go your tour. See, our tour only consists of four games, and it's Japan, Scotland. Wales, England, or something like that. Yeah, Wales, England. You guys have Scotland, France, Italy, Ireland, Wales. So the top top two teams in Scotland, yeah. uh, uh, Ireland, and France. So there's definitely enough. I, I will be interested in how big of a squad you can select. Yeah. But you've got five games. There's like Scotland and Italy and Wales. Like that's an opportunity. You'd say. Whereas France and Ireland, you, you'd probably be playing your top team against Scotland to get prepared for that France game. Yeah. Let them rest in that Italy game, play them against Ireland, and then you've got Wales to finish off. So, I mean, yeah, you've got some opportunities there for yeah. some youth to get some some definitely some game time. So it'll be very interesting to see what direction he goes. Because as much as, yeah, like you say, you are trying to grow to 100%, is the players that you've got still able to grow as well will yeah. be, I'm sure, a question um, Rennie's asking. And it, it, on top of that as well, uh, other than Italy, We've not been sort of consistent against Wales or Scotland either. Like those aren't, even though you're saying like rest the, the top team, those games aren't going to be uh, gimmies either. No, they're, definitely they're, not. They're, they're Argentina sort of thing where it's like they're top level teams that can push. Uh, and uh, but at the end of the day, you, sh- you should beat them. If if we want to be the same level as New Zealand, South Africa, England, France, Ireland, all potential World Cup winners. Yeah, those are the teams that we should be beating. Yeah, like, and. Yeah, that's what's going to be interesting coming out of this tour is, is seeing what happens 
what what the record is, how they do, how they do, especially with those two big games. Like we don't like we face England, who yeah. are I think fifth, but everyone else is below us. If you think like we don't get one of a, a France or Ireland, I who do you reckon the free players will be that that they take away the free overseas based ones? I'm going to assume Foley will be one. Yeah, Foley, probably a lock. I don't know if, if, is Rory Arnold available again. Yeah. I don't know. Like he's even though he's had his. His child has been a little bit now. I, I, I'm not a father, so I don't know how much time you need <laughs> with a baby after they're born. Uh, uh, and then Kotobiti's not playing, I don't believe. No, he's not. So, yeah, there's a number of them that can't be selected because they're... Japanese-based they're, Yeah, they're Japanese-based and they, they've... Wallabies came to an agreement. So, Kotobiti's not going. I mean, Kotobiti's injured, but he wouldn't have been able to go either, I think. Yeah, I don't know. But I think definitely Foley and a second row of some, some description. Some description. And then I'm interested, and this was just the, the point, I know Tom Banks isn't yet an international prospect, but he will be when yeah. once he uh, starts his deal. So do you reckon that Australian XV is just saying, look, obviously Callaway's there and we had Reese Hodge fill in, but if we need someone, we want to see if you're still... Yeah, able to do it after this injury, and we'll see how you go in Japan because it's a, it's a good one to have in the back. Of you, like yeah. pull out as a trick card, you know. Like if Cooper's not ready for the World Cup, if say Foley goes down, and you're like, we need to pull someone in. Who are we pulling in? Tom Banks is not a bad one to pull yeah. in. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Talking about young Australian players or young Australian rugby union players yeah. with some fantastic last names. Yeah, we've got the so. What, what Luke's leading into here? <laughs> uh, over this last weekend, I forget the name of the tournament, but essentially the Waratahs under 15s, 16s, and under 19s, I believe, all played their Queensland counterparts. I one of them so. played the Brumbies, but I think they... But what I do know is that they all won. <laughs> and in one of the games, there was a tremendous r- run by a young man, man with the last name of Fittler. And this is, yes, Brad Fittler's son, um, affectionately nicknamed believe the tank 105 <laughs> kilos at 16 years old and just yeah he, he just ran hard if the fullback tried to tackle him i think bounced off him off camera like actually got out of camera shot from how hard <laughs> he bounced off um the appropriately named tank and yeah great try uh, stick with union kid stick with union. <laughs> i mean it was yeah it was fast like that's a that was, I, I just saw that i was 16 that's a big lad. That is yeah. a big lad. And, Someone's and, been eating their non-organic chicken. Like, <laughs> that's that's human growth hormones we've ever seen. It. And, <laughs> and that fullback wasn't small. He bumped nope, off. Either. Nope. I was like, that's a big poly boy. He has just set the f down. So uh, more than impressive, I'd say. Yeah, it was, look, uh, we're looking. We were talking a couple of months back about the Rugby World Cup that's coming up in Australia in twenty twenty-seven. Yep, twenty twenty-seven. Yeah. So we think about that. That's five years away from now. He'd be twenty-one then, right? Yeah. Australian rugby, you've, you've been given a lot of money for this World Cup. Go out and sign this man. Sign him to some good money. Right, Matt Burton's not coming to Union anymore. He's just signed a deal that's seeing him at the Bulldogs through 2025 yep. at least. So, And he's you know he's getting everything that he wants, you know, Blues jersey, Kangaroos jersey, everything. He's not. He's probably not going. We might have lost out on that one. Suwali, you know, he's, he's, playing, for, he's playing for Tonga. He's, he's Samoa. Samoa. Is he really? I thought he was. No, Samoa. He's Samoan. Who am I thinking of that's playing for Tongan that could have played for Australia? Daniel Tupo? No. No. Big big name. Talakai? Jason Tamalolo? Couldn't play for Aussie. No, no, not Tamalolo. Uh, no, there was one that was there saying he was going to be picked in Australia and then he said, no, I'm playing for Tonga. Well, it's not Suwali. 
I can name you. It would be Tamalolo, Kolomatangi, Kafusi. No. Noah Blake. I need to know this now because there's definitely there's definitely like it was a it was another one of those ones where it's like a defection Mal Meninga going off kind of thing Tonga Rugby League World Cup. (laughs) Anyway, but. Look, some fine. So he's playing for Samoa, for Samoa then, Suwali. <laughs> uh, he could um, David Fafita. That's who it is. Oh yeah, David Fafita. Yeah, told you a big name. Like there's a there's a big name. I don't even know if he'll start for them. Yeah, but he he de- <laughs> he defected. Uh, anyway, so Suwali uh, playing for Samoa, yep. right? Could still nab him. I reckon. You know, he's still he's still quite young. Like if you're going to make a play for him, he hasn't like necessarily committed to to anything. I think so. Yeah. Let's see what happens there. I don't. I think. I think Burton, because he signed that extension with the Bulldogs, is probably off the cards. Yeah, that's my reading. So Wally, as far as I'm aware, hasn't signed any recent no, extension. He definitely hasn't. So again, and and a good signing. I was just trying to find the guy, uh, Max Jorgensen. We talked about him yes. before. So that's the first I think win already. Like like you said, why, why as much as Suwali is a fantastic talent. Yeah. What if you can beat? These guys before they go to rugby yeah. league, and this is the talk, and I'm going to do a video on now. it eventually. Is Super Rugby and 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 we've discussed this before, but NRL has 16 teams, soon to be 17. 16 of them are from Australia. You've got five teams competing in that with contracts in rugby mm. union. You need more Australian rugby, Super Rugby teams. So I think there's there's got to be a change. Like I, yep. the more and more I think about it. You're going to lose this battle in Australia if it keeps going that way. You're you're, you're going to get decent talent because the best of the best will make rugby teams, but those fringe talents that yeah. aren't a hundred, like, we don't the, know the fringe talents that then can turn into to, to gold. Like, let's look at Matt Bird and like you know even Angus Crichton, who we knew was really good. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like Australian schoolboys rugby players that are now superstars in the rugby league. Yep. Right, and you've got to think. Why weren't these guys on top of the the hit list for yep. for Australian rugby? You know, there's Trebovoyevich's in there. There's the Cameron Murray's and Angus Crichton, who you mentioned, and things like that as well. Like these are like the players that are the faces of rugby league. They're the best of the best in rugby league. Origin level players, international level players. But rugby union had them at one point yep. and lost them. Yeah. So I think that's the thing with, with that signing of Max. That's the first one because there was mm. there was definitely noise of rugby league talents. We Caelan Ponga went to I know he's Queensland, but he went to a rugby school and played yeah. rugby at school. So you go, just get onto them before they can go to these league yeah. these league places. So that's I mean, Caelan Ponga's Western Australia. He shouldn't be allowed to play Origin. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like Origin should be for players only from New South Wales and Queensland, and only Aust- uh, that can only play for Australia. Like if they're from anywhere else in Australia, they can't play. Disgusting. Caelan really. Ponga, get out. Can't even believe that people would think that's all right. I know. It's disgusting. <laughs> James Tedesco, get him out. He yeah. played for Italy. Get him uh, out. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh, despicable. I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, Origin used to be about <laughs> Australia, you know, and Australians. Um, anyway. podcast. Yeah. podcast. <laughs> let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Again, Fitler looking like a beast, yes. playing like a beast. There's some, there's some big names Sign coming him through. to big money, and he will bring in attention as well because he's got the last name Fitler. Like exactly, that will bring in rugby league watchers, like rugby league viewers, who will be like, oh, I can't believe that rugby stole another rugby league player, right? <laughs> and they'll watch it out of spite, which is great. Exactly Do it, exactly. love it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can't can't disagree anymore. I'm I sit here and I think the opposite with the Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors have one team. You tell me 
that you can't sign a rugby player. Yeah. And like Sean Stevenson, I don't know if you heard the name before. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw actually you post about it. I post it. about him, yeah. Because the Dolphins are gonna are yeah. gonna put their name in the hat. And all black he's been Fantastic this year for North Harbour and the NPC. He's played really well for the Chiefs. He's done everything yeah. right. Like I watch him against uh, in games, and I'm like, free carefully. He's one of those three. Yeah. He's 25, hasn't been selected in All Blacks. Also, hasn't been selected in the All Blacks XV, which is a great idea. I love the All Blacks XV, particularly for the reason that they're travelling. It doesn't actually count as a cap. Mm. So players like Levi Amor, who plays for um, Minor Pacifica, is still eligible even if he plays for this team. To play for Samoa Tonga, even Australia, because he was uh, grew up there. Yeah. So I look at it and I go, "There's a there's a good chance Sean Stevenson could end up at the Dolphins." And I'm like, "The Warriors? What are the Warriors doing? Like, you've you've got the opposite way of uh, yeah. yeah, they've got an easier time of it. Yeah, <sighs> the Warriors, just yeah. But yeah, rugby podcast, rugby yeah, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Bring it back into focus. Um, so yes, an All Blacks XV was named. Uh, it starred a lot of the players that missed out on the All Blacks selection. Uh, Patrick Tui Polotu, the big one, captain in it, and Damien McKenzie. I love these. I think these are fantastic. I think yeah. we should have Australia A versus um, New, Zealand. New Zealand XV as well. Kind of rough calling it New Zealand XV because then all the players on the bench are like, so what am I not in the team, whatever, because I'm not team. in the... Under fifteen. What is it with you guys who pick a terrible team names? Like, what about Australia don't make a, sense. Like, yeah. why, why not? Why are they not Australia B? Surely Australia A is your no, because it's like house numbers. So like, if you have number ten, and then if, but you've also have a house that shares a driveway. It's house ten and house ten A. So that's that's why that's what makes sense. That doesn't. Yes, it does. Because that's it's a it's a lesser team. That's how. Yeah, and so the, a, yeah. it should be the B team. Well, no, no. So with with the housing, so if you ha- share the common driveway, the main the house that owns the driveway, aka the better house, is the number like number ten. The house that has to share the driveway, right? And so has to. But can I just ask? Is it your B team? Huh? Is it your B? It's team? our second team. So your B team. Like the B second. doesn't B doesn't necessarily mean second. Okay, so why didn't you call it Australia second? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't mind it. Oh, you wouldn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> Australia two. Yeah. Australia two. Australia two. <laughs> no, Australia, Australia A. No, it's called Australia A because I think I saw a post where if they were ranked in the rankings, like world rankings team, they would be on the same level as the Wallabies right now. So it was just like <laughs> it's like it's like you know when you copy a file yeah. in a folder and I it's just like crazy. one copy. <laughs> so it's like this. Uh, yeah. It's th- that's exact. That's what it means. Yeah. I see. I get it's it now. The, because we're so good, we could feel two teams of exactly the same level. That's why they're called Australia A. <laughs> That's why. We're so fucking deep in talent. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all equally mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golden. Uh, yeah, that's that's the rugby world right now. Yeah. Uh, Miserable for me, as usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typical, yeah. Um, hey, look, the Waratahs have improved this year. Yes, now. yeah, the Waratahs. Let's Some get back to signings. super rugby already, right? Yeah, we're getting close. Final signings being made. Teams to be announced very soon. Um, preseason to begin ripping and tearing up for yep. those lads. Uh, we'll keep you up to date, though, for all of the, especially the Women's World Cup as yes. we go forward. Any big topics? Get some redemption going, Wallaroos. Yeah. Can you still do it? Can you come back from the Who knows? laws of defeat and win? Probably not. Probably not. For now, thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Peace.